Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, JC. Howdy. We are up and coming on an important historical week. I guess that's probably the wrong way to put that, the, a, a week in which we celebrate an important event in history. We are coming up on Independence Day. And JC and I will not actually be live on the air on Independence Day. But I wanted to... Or on the 4th of July. Or on the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag there. But we're going to talk about... So today... And you know, JC, I thought years and years I've been doing a special presentation on Independence Day. Both on Independence Day and 4th of July. And each time... I have people say, man, I wish you'd done this sooner because people aren't on podcasts on the 4th of July. They're not on podcasts much this week at all because in spite of the fact that, you know, freedom is not greatly represented in America right now, the people will still be celebrating their independence, which brought them freedom from kingly rule. <laughs> <laughs> so for a while, I, for a while uh, <laughs> so I thought it might be it might be advantageous for us to go ahead and do the special for Independence Day today so that it's out on the airwaves and the people can share it and use it as an educational tool as they come across people and come across things during their Independence Day routine or if they want to just play it while they're grilling. Put play up a TV it, yeah, by the pool and uh, play it, let it rip. Let it rip. First and foremost, I just want to get my little pet peeve out of the way. Uh, some people think it's trivial, but for me it's not, so it's my pet peeve. We are not celebrating the 4th of July. <laughs> Everyone who operates under the Roman calendar has a 4th of July. Mm -hmm. We are celebrating Independence Day. And the reason that's a pet peeve for me, JC, is twofold. Number one, uh, it diminishes the whole purpose of the uh, holiday. Mm -hmm. What exactly are we celebrating if it were to be the 4th of July? I mean, what does that tell you about the holiday? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like I said, everybody who operates under the Roman tells you calendar, what the day is. it tells you what day it is. So and it's on independent on Independence Day, we celebrate the Day of Independence. The Day of Independence, which yes. are two different things. Yes. So Independence Day celebrates a certain day. Yes. But Independence Day is not the Day of Independence. No. It's the celebration of the Day of, of the Independence. Day of Independence. Yes. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're celebrating the day of independence, mm -hmm. which we don't actually even celebrate on the right day. No, we designated so a day. We, here's, here's how, but irrationally designated <laughs> a day, right? Uh, you know, we, we designate President's Day. It really We designate Veterans Day. Yeah. We should not have to designate the day we celebrate the Day of Independence because Wait. the Day of Independence actually had a day. You could call it, well, you could call it the right name, 
right? As you'll explain, yes. it should rightly be called, July 4th should be called Declaration Day. Right? Yes. The day we declared. Declared. The day we published. The day we published our Publi independence. Happy publishing day. Happy, happy publishing day. There you go. We give the me. Well, we give the federal government credit for, you know, freeing the slaves. Why not give the media credit for <laughs> our independence, happy right? Happy publishing day. Happy publishing day. So here's the deal. So please explain. July, uh, June 7th. 1776. We have already been through battles, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this is 1776. This is six years past the Boston Massacre. Right. This is six years into our battles. It is actually 15 years since James Otis Jr. took his legal stand, right? Mm -hmm. And so June 7th, 1776, our Continental Congress met and one of the representatives from the colony of Virginia, his name is Richard Henry Lee. Richard Henry Lee on June 7, 1776, proposed the Lee Resolution. The Lee Resolution is a three-step process for declaring independence from Great Britain. I'm going to go ahead and I forgot to put this up here as a picture. So I'm going to go ahead and grab this as an image for you so you guys can see the Lee resolution. It's like written on the back of a bar napkin. I know. It's 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 really crazy. I want it. Oh, here's the one that I want. Where's the one that has both of them together? Anyway, it's it's really really cool how it's written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not that's like Yeah, that's that's a little bit difficult. I'll just go ahead and Put up the best one that represents the there we go we can read that one all right so the lee resolution is a three-step process to declaring independence from great britain so you'll see right there on the lee resolution on the back side they actually took the tally of the votes and it's got scribbles on it and everything and i think you can see a little bit of the backside bleeding through mm -hmm. there um but it says, resolved that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Step number one, right? We are free. Because we're declaring it. We don't have to ask permission from the king, because remember... When we publish this, the Declaration of Independence is going to say, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator. creator, not their king. So we don't have to ask the king's permission. In the Lee Resolution presented on June 7, 1776, we also have two more steps that it is expedient forthwith to take the most effectual measures for forming foreign alliances. We had to get foreign help to kick Great Britain off our, our land. And that a plan of confederation be prepared and transmitted to the respective colonies for their consideration and approbation. So June 7th, this is presented to the Continental Congress. On July 2nd, 1776, the Lee Resolution is brought back before the Continental Congress. It is debated, it is voted, and it is ratified into law. 
Our independence, JC, from Great Britain was a legally binding act. Just as legally binding as anything that our Congress does today that's constitutional. And July 2nd is our day of independence. Here is actually a picture. Oh, goodness gracious. I had this all set up. There we go. Here is actually a picture of a letter written by John Adams to his wife, Abigail, on July 3rd, 1776. So John's involved in all of what's happened, and he's writing to Abigail on July 3rd about what happened on July 2nd. He says, The second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epica in the history of America. Because Independence Day, the day of independence, is the 2nd of July, not the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. The 4th of July is the day where we actually published our Declaration of Independence. Now, what's interesting, JC, is uh, a lot of people don't realize that the Declaration of Independence was necessarily published by law as well. And so we have the Declaration of Independence as it's handwritten. You can, we'll show a picture here uh, and, and everybody can see it as it's handwritten. And... The reason that the Declaration of Independence had to be published was because of British law. In the year 1215, under the Magna Carta, the people had the right to petition the government for a redress of their grievances. And in that 1215 Magna Carta, Clause 61 of the Magna Carta, it also gave the people the authority to assail the king to whatever force is necessary to be made whole. Can you imagine, JC, by law, the king saying, if you send me your grievances and if I don't make you whole in 40 days, you can now legally wage war against me. Come at me, bro. And use whatever force is necessary to be made whole. So by law, through the Lee Resolution ratified July 2nd, 1776, we satisfied American law. Through the Declaration of Independence, we satisfied British law. Because remember, Great Britain still considers us British. Even though two days prior, we have legally become separated from Great Britain, Great Britain is still going to declare us their property. So we had to satisfy this in law. You know what's interesting, JC, is that July 2nd being the real Independence Day, look at what John Adams said that we should be doing on Independence Day. He says, I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated uh, for by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a great anniversary festival. We ought to be commem uh, it ought to be commemorated as the day of uh, who knows what that says. Independence by uh, 
arts. Uh, and uh, I should read the typed version. Anyway, <laughs> something to uh, God yeah, Almighty. Yeah, right? <laughs> it ought to be uh, commemorated with pomp and parade, with shows and games and sports and guns and bills and benefits and illumin- illuminatories. Fireworks. Fireworks, right? I just... He, he expected us to celebrate with guns. <laughs> and uh, to give thanks to God for where we are. So there we have it. Independence Day is actually July 2nd, 1776. No, that's the Day of Independence. That's right. Day of Independence is July 2nd, 1776. Mm-hmm. The day we published what we had done two days prior right. is the 4th of July. Independence Day. The day that we celebrate the, Independence Day. Yeah, really, you're celebrating the Declaration of Independence. Yes, you're so celebrating the Declaration. Not actually Independence Day. Right. But how many people do we know actually understand what July 4th is even about? I mean, we've all seen those those man-on-the-street interviews. Who did we get independence from? What do we celebrate on 4th of July? Wow. And, and they're really sort of mind-numbing. But our odd audience is more savvy than that. Sure. They get that. So what I want to do, J.C. It's a good day to read, read the grievances, read through the Declaration oh, yeah. of Independence. You know, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing for the people to do because... What you have then is the understanding of what we were actually declaring independence for, right? Or from. Or from, right? So here's, here we have the full Declaration of Independence. Now, we read the Lee Resolution on the air. Here's the, first par- here's the last paragraph of the, Lee Resolution, uh, of the Declaration of Independence, which is also the first paragraph of the Lee Resolution. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assembled, uh, appealing to the supreme judge of the world that these united colonies are and of right ought to be. This is where we pick up the Lee Resolution. Uh, ought to be totally, dis- uh, ought to be free and independent and that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Mm-hmm. Notice that here... It says, by and the authority of these colon of the people of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare. Right. We are publishing and declaring what we had done two days prior. Mm-hmm. And your point, JC, about reading the grievances, that should be a practice every day, every time we celebrate the day of independence. Yeah, for sure. Even amongst our more savvy crowd here, because Still, so many people in the conservative circles believe that it was all about taxes, mm-hmm. that people were ticked off about paying taxes. Let's see. One, two, share. three, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen. You have to get to the seventeenth grievance before you see 
the mention of imposing taxes. And it wasn't about simply imposing taxes, was it? It was about imposing taxes without our consent. Right. And so, so that's the 17th. That's the 17th 18, grievance. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 grievances contained in the Declaration of Independence. Along with my favorite one. Uh, I think it's at the bottom here. I don't know. I'll have to look at it and find it. He has uh, established a multitude of... Where yeah, is it? Sent out swarms of officers. And sent out swarms of officers. Well, as you begin to read, refused his assent, his to, assent the to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good, forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance. So you see the, the executive mm -hmm. basically taking over the, the legislative, legislative body and legislative power. Um, it's funny, as you go through and through the grievances, one of the reasons I think it's important is to to see the parallels today, right? Of what what America has faced, you know, really for the last couple of decades. Here we have the the executive branch, which would be the governors or a president, uh, taking over legislative action. Here you have the executive taking over the judiciary, judiciary. Mm -hmm. right? Here you have the executive. This is my favorite one. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. It's the bureaucratic state, the administrative the, bureaucratic state. The administrative bureaucratic state. So these state. three and four letter agencies mm -hmm. that have been given lawmaking power and, uh, you know, really <laughs> the power of judicial branch, executive, legislative, just. Right. Absolutely un un unaccountable bodies making laws, enforcing laws, issuing punitive uh, measures, fines, uh, imprisoning, raiding your home with SWAT teams and paramilitary troops. Yes. Well, then that's what you have here for kept, he, uh, kept, kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of the legislature. Mm -hmm. Right? So we're now we got to send out the National Guard to make people wear masks and to shut down our businesses. Think about, he has affected to render the military independent and superior to civil powers. Unaccountable, right? You're putting par mm -hmm. paramilitary forces in the streets who are accountable to no one. Which a Sounds lot of familiar. people don't understand the application today. They didn't have police force. Right. So when they enforced the law with, with government power, it was done through military force. What we have today are many, many police departments that look more like a paramilitary force than, than people who are there to protect and serve the people. Combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his word. assent to their acts of pretended legislation. And that, that is, that's been going on in America for quite some time, being subject to foreign laws, been subject to rules and regulations made outside of the, ju of the jurisdiction yes. of this republic. I mean, I think of... 
Um, I think of the UN, some of the UN stuff and the crazy Italy mm -hmm. stuff that they implemented. I remember when the lockboxes started mm -hmm. appearing on people's front doors. Yes. So you had they were making people put keys in a lockbox on their front door, you know, in various municipalities. These were regulations brought in from UN, the UN yeah. ICLEI, uh I don't know if you'd call them treaties, but the tr treaty that we never signed on to. But they were adopting foreign law and passing foreign law in the in the really at the county and city level. You know, JC, and I think that if we we look at this from another perspective as well, because this obviously deals with foreign law, but how about if we we look at this combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws? What about all of these orders that being passed contrary to our constitutions, mm -hmm. contrary to our separation of powers? Right. Uh, orders from governors, orders from presidents to be applied on the people, orders by mayors to be applied on the people as if they are law, right. when they're actually not law. I mean, that swings back to the the executive taking over the legislative branch, right. but that's still, that is foreign to our constitutions. Our state constitutions all uh, are supposed to guard us against violations of separation of power by specifically delegating authority to certain branches of government, uh, cutting off trade with other parts of the world for protecting by mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit. See, here's the thing. This, You know what this is, JC? This is the government above the law. Right. This is... Punishing people for crimes, but when people in government violate those crimes, then you have a different set of standards. This, so this grievance, and, and, and what is this? This is number 15. So grievance number 15 mm -hmm. in the Declaration of Independence is a direct grievance against qualified immunity. It is. This is what he's describing. Yeah. So this is in reference to the, the troops, right, enforcing the law in the streets, the troops that are quartered among them, and that when they're out there, they've killed somebody. They're saying you put, up, you put on mock trials to protect yeah. them from punishment of murder. Well, if you put on a trial, right, we, you see uh, these government agents commit these crimes, just like you talked about the one where they said they could rob people and yeah. keep, keep the money. So they put they they actually go to a trial, and then when right. this doctrine says, well, but you can't punish them because of something we made up called qualified, qualified immunity. immunity. We, we made ourselves a get out of jail free card. Well, that's a mock trial. That's a pretended trial right. because you real you have a, you've created a loophole. So you're going through the motions of having a trial, but the courts have created loopholes yep. for their own agents in the government. It is a mock trial because so, there's no due process. So grievance no number 15, before we even came up with this, this thing in the Supreme Court, qualified immunity, have basically said we're separating from our oppressive government in Great Britain over, among other things, Qualified immunity. Well, they actually did have that standard in British government. It was called sovereign immunity. Mm -hmm. And sovereign immunity meant the king can, can do, do no, no harm, right? Yep. The king can do no wrong. And what we did through our judicial system is change the name 
to qualified immunity to now the government can do no wrong. It's actually worse. Yeah. It's not even just the king. It's every every single individual acting mm -hmm. under color of law. Right. Every everyone who is a member of the government. Right. From the stinking dog catcher to the president of the United States. This one is this one's pretty interesting, JC, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. Now, somebody would say, but Chrisanne, we have a right to a trial by jury, do you? What about what JC and I have been talking about now for weeks, when the process becomes the punishment, right? They arrest you, they charge you with a crime, maybe they throw you in jail, maybe they keep you in jail. Look what happened to the Bundys, right? The Bundys were locked in prison pending trial. They didn't even have a trial. And then their charges were dismissed. We had the, our pastor was arrested. He was booked into jail. He was actually released, but he had to go through all the issues of, of all of that, right? And then... They drag it on, drag, drag it on. on. Then at the last minute... minute drop yeah, the charges. Flip the switch. So is that not the essentially the same thing, denying you the benefits of the trial by saying, oh, bad, we're going to, my bad, we're going to, we're going to drop the charges. Because yeah. you never get to the point where the government is judged for what they did. Exactly. Right. So that, exactly. so you never can say, you can never point now back to, you know, what may be a precedent that says, no, no, government, you, you can't do this. You got to stop doing this. So then them sidestepping that trial by jury allows them to continue to continue 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 to do it because you could take it right up to the edge before you're about, get, about to get slapped and boom you drop everything absolutely absolutely and then like you said there's no accountability see judicial process works by precedent you know why they do that they know they're going to lose mm -hmm. so if they're going to lose then they drop the charges so that the judge doesn't ding them then they can keep doing it over and over again and say well the courts has never told us no isn't that the argument? Well, they've never told us we can't do that. Yep. So it really is important for us to read and understand as we celebrate our day of independence what these are all about. And it's not just about a tax on tea. The other thing, JC, that I wanted to, to look at was... Every year, JC, there are people that try to divide and, and use race and cultural division to undermine the importance of our Day of Independence. And so what we have, generally speaking, is this, let me pull up this, Somebody always brings up a speech by Frederick Douglass. Mm -hmm. uh, the name of the speech is... What to the slave is your 4th of July? What to the slave is the 4th... What to the slave is your 4th of July? Correct. Can you go ahead and, and teach us about this speech, JC? Because I know you've done a lot of footwork on this. And then we can go through what it is that people are miscounting, misreading, misrepresenting as the words of Fred Frederick Douglass. Well, it's a great, it's a great speech. It's a great lesson. This is honestly, this is another document I think that would uh, serve Americans well to study. Uh, in a nutshell, 
Frederick Douglass um, was, it, it's basically a um, chastisement, I guess you could say, for America not living up to its foundations and mm -hmm. its foundational documents and principles. Mm -hmm. um, that's where the deception comes in. So mm -hmm. the, the memes and the propaganda are usually put forth uh, to transmit a message that, that has Frederick Douglass attacking uh, the principles of America and the foundation of America and America's founding documents, you know, because the revolutionary abolitionist movement um, the BLM, the Antifa, mm -hmm. and these guys share uh, a common thread. I'm talking about the organizations, right? Not not people, not people that support the value of black life. That, that's, right. that's the right, thing. Right. That's the thing. Like the thing today, where the, the, one of the problems is you, you have the phrase "Black Lives Matter," which every American should. Have, agree with because yes. black lives do matter yes white lives matter red yes. lives matter you know all lives matter right uh the dividers take even that phrase all lives matter they'll say oh all lives matter means black lives don't matter no right all lives matter you know by the uh tenets of the english language because uh, all includes black all. lives so we're, so we're saying <laughs> we're also agreeing with the statement black lives matter right but the problem is it's not just a phrase, uh, it is also an organization. And that right. organization, and it has founders, and those founders have admitted that they are Marxist. Yes. Um, and they share those goals with Antifa, um, RAM, Revolutionary Abolitionist Movement, and BLM, share the goal of destroying the Republic of America. They want, mm -hmm. so our Constitution, our Declaration, our system, they want it uprooted and gotten rid of. Mm -hmm. And so this speech by Frederick Douglass, many of those folks try to use it to attack America. Frederick Douglass hated America. He hated the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's their narrative. But that's not true. It's not what the speech contains. Um, mm -hmm. He is very pointed. He was actually invited by an abolitionist group on the 4th of July to give a speech um, on abolition. And, and he refused to do that on the 4th. And, and he gave this speech on the 5th. So it was a sort of um, activist uh, kind of, you know, protest in a sense. Mm -hmm. He was making a statement. And, and his statement, and as he sort of presented uh, the content of his speech, really extolled the principles, the founding principles, mm -hmm. and the founders themselves. Uh, they're basically, in, you know, in short, paraphrasing, these men were great men, their cause was great, right. their principles was great, their cause is just, the documents that they, mm -hmm. they created are great and just and righteous and, lib and liberty-centered. Uh, and his basic message was, in light of that, in light of the greatness of America and its founding documents, in light of the greatness of America's principles, all of your citizens are not enjoying the benefits right. uh, that are expressed in these documents. So that's basically his... his his speech was, America, um, this is a great nation, its principles are great, let's live up to those principles. Right. It, it wasn't a tear down America, destroy America, America is based on slavery, so it's evil at its core. Mm -hmm. That was a perspective that Frederick Douglass had yes. uh, when he was young and was influenced by William Garrison. 
he ended up making acquaintance with Lysander Spooner, who swung, you know, really hard in the other direction and, and was, um, anyway, basically was, was sort of um, almost toward the anarchist side of, you know, just let, let's live and, and I'll do my thing and I don't need government mm -hmm. at all kind of position. Right. But he began to teach Douglas and, and uh, talk to him and sort of go through the Constitution with him. And Frederick Douglass came to the position that the Constitution is a liberty document, that it's not a slave document. Um, and so that, that was, that's throughout that speech. You can hear it very clearly if you read the whole speech. Um, people will try to isolate phrases where he, where he is, um, you know, uh, speaking harshly against slavery and, and, that's, and, that's, and the injustice of slavery. Um, so you can pull stuff out of there very easily and make it sound like something it's not. But you know several phrases. Um, he says, he says uh, Here's, the, the document, um, the, the declaration he calls the ring bolt. He says is the ring bolt of your liberty. It's said to be the ring have, bolt of your liberty. I actually have that one, JC. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ring bolt to the chain of your nation's destiny, so indeed I regard it. The principles contained in that instrument are saving principles. Stand by those principles. Be true to them on all occasions, in all places, against all foes, at whatever cost. What else is interesting about this speech, JC, is that the speech is used uh, by those in modern media to, to demonize the founders when in reality the uh, Frederick Douglass is actually uh, he's actually speaking in favor of the founders he says yeah. your fathers did a great thing you're just not living up to the standards sure. that your fathers created for you no it's even in um, at at the uh, very beginning, you know, opening of his speech, I mean, he, he really opens uh, with that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how he's talking about, you know, people's submission to government mm -hmm. and the current government they were in. You know, again, the context is, is slavery. He's, he's bringing, uh, bringing attention to the issue of slavery. He was an mm -hmm. abolitionist, most famous abolitionist, one of the, probably the greatest orator uh, in American history, we're up there with, with uh, Daniel Webster, who, you know, I would pick Frederick Douglass every day over Daniel Webster. Every day over Daniel Webster. But he, Long time so, Liberty First people realize Daniel Webster is not my favorite But guy. he's talking about this slavish submission to tyrannical government and you have to do whatever ever mm -hmm. they say. And, and so he says, I think it's like the third paragraph or so, yeah. um, but your fathers who had not adopted the fashionable idea of this day of the infallibility of government, of the absolute character of its acts, presumed to differ from the home government in respect to the wisdom and the justice of some of those burdens and restraints. They went so far in their excitement as to pronounce the measures of government unjust, unreasonable, and oppressive, and altogether such as ought not to be quietly submitted to. I scarcely need to say, fellow citizens, that my opinion of those measures fully accords with that of your fathers. Feeling themselves harshly and unjustly treated by the home government, your fathers, like men of honesty, men of spirit, uh, earnestly sought redress. They petitioned and remonstrated. They did so uh, in decorous, respectful, loyal manner. Their conduct was wholly 
unexceptionable. This, however, did not answer the purpose. They saw themselves treated with sovereign indifference, coldness, and scorn, yet they persevere. They were not the men to look back. And so he, he continues to go on and talking about um, the dedication, what all they faced, the, the righteousness of, of their cause, um, the pride and patriotism in their, in, you know, to their country. Their said, dedication to peace. He said they loved their country better their own private interests. Right. They were peacemen, but they preferred revolution to peaceful submission to bondage. They were quiet men, but they did not shrink from the agitating against uh, shrink from agitating against oppression. Yeah, I love this phrase he uses. They were great in their day and generation. Their solid manhood stands out the more as we contrast it with these degenerate times. <laughs> so his whole point is, you idiots, look at what you've been given, right. and you still don't accept and operate under this amazing thing that you've been given. Yeah. He says, your Declaration of Independence is a ring bolt. These people gave you the, the foundational strength of, of liberty and independence. And he's yeah. not just talking to white people. Right. No, for sure. And, and that's, that's the point I think the people miss. You know, so again, obviously he's not, he's not ignoring the issue of slavery or racism. It's, it's the thing, like if you, if you today, in this day, particularly a white person gave this speech, you know, it would be like some of the things that Frederick Douglass says, mm -hmm. you know, you would be attacked. Oh, you're diminishing slavery and you're, you're extolling slave owners and this sort of thing. So how, how, do you lay, how would you lay those criticisms on uh, a person who is admitted to be one of the greatest abolitionists mm -hmm. in history um, is making those, those same statements and, and is certainly not attacking, uh, attacking the drafters of our founding documents nor attacking our founding documents, but simply live up to them. And those of us you know, in our circles, fighting for limited government, fighting for liberty, it's the same message. Our wanna, message today is the same as Frederick Douglass's message then. I want to put this up. I want you to see what he says. This is Frederick Douglass's speech. Look what he says. On the 2nd of July, mm -hmm. 1776. <laughs> because, you see, we didn't start celebrating our day of independence yeah. on July 4th until after he wrote this. It was the mid eighteen late late mid eighteen hundreds that we started celebrating our day of independence on July fourth, and Frederick Douglass said on the second of July seventeen seventy six, the old Continental Congress, to the dismay of the lovers of ease, the worshippers of property, clothed that dreadful idea with the with all the authority of national sanction. They did so in the form of a resolution. And as we seldom hit upon resolutions drawn up in our day whose transparency is at all equal to this, it may refresh your minds and help my story if I read it. Yeah. He's, he's reading from the Lee Resolution. Mm -hmm. Resolved that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states and they are absolved from all the allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Citizens, he says, your fathers made good that resolution. 
They succeeded, and today you reap the fruits of their success. Yeah. The freedom is gained. The freedom gained is yours, and you therefore may properly celebrate this anniversary. Right. This is Frederick Douglass telling his people, "You have a right, and you ought to be properly celebrating this anniversary." Sure. The Fourth of July is the great. Um, is the first great fact in your nation's history that the very ring bolt in the chain of of your yet undeveloped destiny. Well, and since slavery no longer uh, exists in the United States, we we don't we don't have slavery. Legalized slavery. It's not a legal institution. Mm -hmm. Then every person should be able to celebrate the principles of our nation, the same as Frederick Douglass was extolling them. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to that paragraph where he says, Pride and patriotism, not less than gratitude, prompt you to celebrate and to hold it in perpetual remembrance. I have said that the Declaration of Independence is the ring bolt to the chain of your nation's destiny, so indeed I regard it. The principles contained in that instrument are saving principles. Stand by those principles. Be true to them on all occasion, in all places, against all foes, at and at whatever cost. Yep. So that's that's what we we need to really show people because what's happening JC is these mistruths, the lack of of true history. Well, again, is the, being used to alienate yeah. an entire segment of the American population. Cuz again, the portions of that speech um are clung to without the context uh, in which the speech was given or ignoring the history there, they act as if we're still in 1852, mm -hmm. right? So when, when Frederick Douglass is saying, you know, here are these great principles, but yet look over here, not all your, not all of your citizens enjoy this, um, that's not where we are. Right. What he was addressing is now over. Right. Okay? And it's not to say there's still that there's not injustice uh, in the world and in the nation. I mean, as long as you have people, there will be injustice and you continue right. to fight against it. But at no point uh, did Frederick Douglass say that the founding principles of, of America are the source of that. He said they are actually the salvation from those problems. They're right. saving principles. And again, we know that these movements they're not honest. They're dishonest because it's not about the evaluation of uh, the principles of our Constitution, of our founding documents being uh, pro-slavery or anti-slavery, pro-liberty or not. They are against them because they are anti-capitalist, uh, anti-liberty themselves. They're against those, those principles. So it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not about slavery. It's not about racism. I'll say one more time, that is a pretense and a cover for their true goal, and that is uh, global Marxism and the eradication of capitalism and private property. Well, and I also think it's important Hence, for enslavement. us to understand that, that, for example, these people that the media puts up are not, I mean, there are founders, but they're not the whole of our founders. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, we, we have Crispus addicts 
you have a t-shirt for Chris honoring Crispus Attucks that gave was the first man the first free man to give his life for our liberty today Frederick Douglass knew his history he would have known about Crispus Attucks I mean, there was a whole poem written about Crispus Attucks about how he sure. was the first to give his life. Well, they were free in the in the same manner as well. Yeah. Both both escaped to their freedom. Right. From plantation. Then you have Peter Salem, who served in the Continental Army as a freeman. You would consider him one of our founders. Sure. Absolutely, received a Medal of Honor for what he did, uh, and and the battles that he fought. How about, uh, let's see, James Armistead Lafayette. Would you consider him a founding father? I would consider James Armistead Lafayette as one of the linchpins of American history. Um, the Battle of Yorktown, 1781, was the decisive battle of the Revolutionary War. And were it not for the uh, counterintelligence activities of James Armistead Lafayette, uh, that would have not been, Rochambeau and Washington could not have done what they did. They, I, I dare to say uh, that you would not win the Battle of Yorktown without James Armistead Lafayette, which you, know, you could then extrapolate and say, in the very least, America would be very different if there were an independent America at all. That's without right. without this man and this there's several of them just like you pointed out Peter 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 Salem excuse me um, that took out the general right. there at Bunker Hill yeah um, Crispus Attucks first man to give his life for liberty you think about it the Boston massacre and then the Boston massacre was this rallying cry and motivation toward independence you have several key uh, black patriots mm -hmm. that had not they played these roles in history. America wouldn't exist. And so mm -hmm. I think this is the thing that, that is shameful that they are not, uh, you know, figures that are known. In I mean, we had militias and we had, we had black men and white men fighting side by side. Mm -hmm. uh, James Armistead Lafayette took up the name Lafayette because he enlisted in, under the Marquis de Lafayette. And they became such confidants to each other. He respected him so much that he took his name. You have, how about this one, Wentworth Cheswell. Mm -hmm. You would have to consider him one of America's founders. Sure. A schoolmaster in 1767, the first African-American elected to public office in 1768. He was actually one of the men who ran the, uh, who rode the, the Midnight Ride. Most people think, you know, because of the uh, because of the Wad Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poem, that it was just Paul Revere. Yeah, it's interesting how Revere takes ownership of the ride. Yeah, <laughs> and when yeah. I think it's, I think I heard something like sixteen riders went out or yeah. something. So it was a whole troop, really. Yeah, you know, there are just so many who laid the foundation for who we are mm -hmm. to. To, to disinherit make, them as yeah. we have in history. Well, and to assail what they fought for, and yes. to to you know criticize Independence Day, which is now the popular narrative and meme with this brainwashed uh, group of people in America. 
So it's a, it's a, I think this is a great time to honor the legacy that they left us, that they gave their lives for, uh, that we could, I mean, even, even despite all that we're fighting, still definitely one of the freest countries in the world. Absolutely. Still to this day, in spite of what we're fighting, at least we, we still have the ability to fight that, you know, to the extent that, that we are. And, you know, we at least have, you know, some muted ability to fight that in a nonviolent way so far. Yeah, right. I just want to read what Justice James Iredell said in 1788. Where is there another country in which such a restriction prevails? We therefore, sir, they're talking about the abolition of slavery. We therefore set an example of humanity by providing for the abolition of this inhumane traffic, though at a distant period. We, we were locked into slavery by the British government. We could not get away from slavery without declaring independence from Great Britain. Yeah. And that's, that's what we need to understand on this day we celebrate our independence. That in that independence was not just simply people fighting against a taxation over tea. They were people fighting for independence so that all may be free. When the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator, they actually meant it. And I hope today's lesson will help us understand uh, and give us the ammunition that we need to come against these attacks and maybe convince and convert others mm -hmm. to, to, to get away from the error. So you got any closing remarks, JC? No, I just... You know, study, research. Yep. The stuff is out there. Um, still have unsungheroesproject.com. Has a few of the stories there. and um, Let's go ahead and pull that up so people can see that. Yeah, unsungheroesproject.com. H-E-R-O-E-S is how you spell the plural of, of that. Um, there. So we've added a few, few of these stories. And, you know, you can read the full story of Crispus Attucks and the Boston Massacre. Uh, William Cooper Nell, who was Frederick Douglass's publisher for the North Star, who actually wrote a um, history book with a lot of these folks in there. And then there's the story of James Lafayette's on there. And also the story of, um, uh, what's the guy's name, Prince Whipple, mm -hmm. uh, supposedly the fellow in the boat with Washington crossing the Delaware. Anyway, so there's, you know, there's that. It, it's a bit... It's a bit, a bit of a, a downer <laughs> for me sometimes to just, just to even have to talk about the 4th of July. Like, it's, it's no longer a celebration. Like, you don't celebrate it. Now you have to defend it. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, I love the celebration. And I, you know, I, it's great to enjoy the day and thinking about the principles and, and learning but uh, that we're here <laughs> at this moment of having to, you know, make an apologetic, a defense of mm -hmm. something that ought, uh, principles that ought to be celebrated, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is, is, a, is a, a bit of a depressing reminder 
of the assault that we're under, but it's also sort of motivational of realizing we have work to do. You know, there are things to do and we, we have to be serious and intentional about this. You know, it's not just hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. Um, well, especially today, JC, when we're watching the grievances play out right in front of our faces. Yeah. It's, for me, it's difficult to, for me, it's not difficult to celebrate what they did. Yeah. It's not difficult to celebrate the, re the anniversary of that day. What's difficult is to realize, as John Adams would say, not even a year later in 1777, posterity. I hope you understand what it has cost this present generation to give you this. Yeah, I think, I think what I would say is what would be beneficial visual is that if the people looked at this day, is this holiday and celebration as a day of equipping and educating. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you when you first started doing this, you gave a speech on tax day mm -hmm. um, at some anti-tax day rally, whatever. And it wasn't long after that people were contacting us saying they were reading that they would read that to people mm -hmm. uh, on their Fourth of July celebrations. And so I think something like that, where where you share some of these stories, you share the history, you read these the declaration, read the grievances. And, you know, because it's a time where family, like families gather around, mm -hmm. um, people come that you don't talk to every day, um, the people in your family that need to learn these things. And so if you can find a way to incorporate that and just drop these seeds of education and inspiration yes. uh, into the minds of people to combat some of the propaganda and assaults, I, I, think, I think that's what the day should be about. We have Liberty First University classes on these things. You have mm -hmm. more than victims, America's hidden black history. You've got how the Constitution ended slavery. You've got America's forgotten founders. You've got America disarmed. I mean, there's so many classes at libertyfirstuniversity.com that you can actually, you know, like you said, during a barbecue, play them. And if you don't have a membership to libertyfirstuniversity.com, you can go to chrisanhall.com. You can download the videos. I mean, why not have a day of, of education where people can actually not just simply consume burgers and hot dogs, but also consume wisdom and knowledge? Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Happy anniversary of your Day of Independence, July 2nd, 1776. Happy Independence Week. Happy Independence Week. Let's not take this for granted any longer and let's adopt the spirit of our founders as frederick Douglass acknowledged to not shy away and give in to an oppressive overbearing government our rights are not just ours they belong to future generations and what we do to th with them will impact those in the future god bless we will see you later